0: you, Sammy Claus? Well, 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 welcome to the Purple Stuff Podcast. Starring Jay from Sludge Central and Matt from Dinosaur Dracula.
1: A gifts I'm preparing for some Christmas sharing, but I
0: pause because... My stockings, I can hear him knocking Is that you, Santa Claus? Please, please, I'm bending my knees Is that you, Santa Claus? That's him, all right
2: Oh, fucking ho, Jay.
3: (laughs) That's all you got for me? It's the Yuletide season, Matt. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Ho, ho, ho. How you doing? Oh, that's a little bit better. I'm doing all right.
2: How about yourself? Doing good. Tonight's candle is peppermint bark.
3: Oh, you're big on these seasonal candles. See, my buck stops at pumpkin. And it doesn't go back. It's just one note all the time.
2: <laughs> Usually I am the same way and I had intended to stock up, but all of the stores ditched their Halloween stock by October 15th. Yeah. So I've had to transition and get accustomed to the Christmas sense. Let me ask you this.
3: On a scale of one to 10, how would you gauge your Christmas spirit this year?
2: Um, I would probably say seven, but a good seven. I think I might even go like a solid eight. I'm feeling it this year. Really? So uh, what's doing it for you this year? I don't know. I've been watching a lot of
3: like random TV episodes, like old TV episodes. I got my uh, Sludge Central decorated with my tree and my Grinch blow mold.
2: Oh yeah, you have that cool tree. It's like uh, white, right? Yeah, it's like... Two feet tall. Two feet tall. It's, feet tall <laughs> it's and you very have a, manageable to
3: uh, decorate.
2: And you've managed to put enough ornaments on it for it to be like an eight-foot tree. Because <laughs> <laughs> every time you see a new ornament, you buy it, naturally. But, but the thing is, you cannot put those
3: Hallmark ones. Like, so I have the emperor in his chair. It literally weighs 16 to 18 pounds. You yeah, can't you put need, it on there.
2: You need one of those fucking trees from Endor to hang that shit. <laughs> exactly. So, Jay, tonight on the Purple Stuff Podcast, a little bit of a twist this December. We are going to do a show all about the big man himself. The big man? Clarence Clemens? Clarence Clemens. <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: Guess what? You're invited to the Halloween Party of the Year. Smell
2: a life. You can yeah, win a trip I'll to win. Universal Studios.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, you must mean Santa Claus. Ho,
2: ho, ho. <laughs> Man,
3: how do we not do a show on Santa Claus yet?
2: I really don't know. I mean, we've done shows on the color blue, so you would think something like Santa <laughs> would have made You're the like, grade. You think you do the color blue when you run out of things? but Yeah. No. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, tonight on the Purple Stuff Podcast, we are gonna hit eight different pop culture Santa Clauses. Oh man, I can't wait for this one. If I'm being honest, my list is a little obvious. I think you really pulled out some some stuff that nobody's going to predict unless you know unless they look at your your (laughs) teaser image that you put on social that kind of (laughs) divulges all of your pics at one time i'm not uh i'm not confident tonight we'll see how it pans out i enjoyed all the stuff that you made me watch against my will Uh, (laughs) should i kick it off or what's happening um yeah well you go for it it's christmas all right here we go ho ho ho
0: Number
1: one. Anyway, while I was sitting there, I heard a sudden noise in the fireplace. And a weird looking Santa Claus stepped in the room. He didn't look as much like Santa Claus as he did like Boris Carlo. Hello, little man. <laughs> Who are you? I'm jolly old Saint Nick. Fee, fi, fo, I mean, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> If he keeps laughing like that, he'll split his sides.
3: For my first Santa Claus of the night, Matt, I don't think you'll ever expect this one. It's Boris Karloff. Wow. (laughs) Boris Karloff. (laughs) Yeah. When I say that, people are like, what is this guy talking about? And I'll get into it. I'll explain why. So it's like a lesser known thing that Boris Karloff dressed up as Santa Claus many, many times. But he's also appeared on a radio show back in 1947 as santa claus
1: <laughs> nevertheless you're still on santa's list i'm a little late this christmas eve i was delayed one of my reindeers slipped and fell what did you do i ate him <laughs> yeah, it was really cute i thought this
2: was a fun little thing you dug up god knows where the fuck you found a boris Karloff radio drama from 1910 or whatever the fuck but you know good for you <laughs>
3: So, yeah, in this clip, he's playing up his monster persona because obviously he was getting typecasts at the time, you know, Frankenstein, all the horror movies he's right. done. So then Santa was delayed in delivering the presents to the kids. That was the whole gimmick. And his reindeer slipped and fell, uh, and he claimed to have ate the reindeer. And then they talked about how his bells don't jingle, they toll, and they're making fire jokes about, like, Frankenstein. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it and was, was-, was
2: kind of goofy, but it was fun. lot of winks a lot of nods he was definitely like karloff in quotes here yeah playing it up and he was kind of trying
3: to get sympathy because he says all the kids always run away from him because they're scared but him in a santa suit he felt he was gonna win them back and it just didn't work
1: you don't know what a terrible life i lead playing all those sinister characters has made me a marked man when little children see me they run and scream That's why I put on this suit and pretend I'm Santa Claus. And what do the kids do now? Run and scream.
3: (laughs) If you do further digging into this whole Karloff thing, his Christmas and Santa Claus roots go even deeper than just Mm -hmm. that clip on the radio show. He's appeared in photos and parades and all kinds of different things as Santa Claus.
2: He used to dress as Father Christmas and go to hospitals to give presents to disabled kids. What an amazing man. And he was
3: actually appearing many times with Legosi, and they both dressed as Santa Claus, which makes things even wackier, but okay. <laughs> it's so
2: funny because virtually all of the old-school horror guys have some Christmas connection. And then it goes deeper because
3: obviously he narrated How the Grinch Stole Christmas, and he also did a narration of The Year Without a Santa Claus. And then it made me think there was a meme going around, who would you want to narrate your life? And my first thought, like, without hesitation, Boris Karloff,
2: no doubt about it. And I was thinking about yours, and I'm thinking, hmm, Doris Roberts. Doris Roberts would be, yeah, she is my muse and my icon. I would like to resurrect Doris Roberts.
1: (laughs) I hope you kids see what a silly waste of resources this was.
2: My whole life was a silly waste of resources. (laughs) She would be perfect for the job. (laughs) You mentioned that he did The Grinch, and obviously I knew that everyone does, but it's so weird how he had an iron grip on Halloween and Christmas. Yes, it's great to mention that.
3: But yeah, just one of my favorite guys of all time. Someone I look up to.
2: One of my favorite guys of all time. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, Yeah, you are a big Boris guy. Love Boris. I was Googling him in the holidays, by the way, and if you count the Thanksgiving Day Parade as part of the holiday season, he was even in that in 1950, dressed as Captain Hook, of all things. Really? Fucking Bing Crosby over there. Yeah, he's so prolific. What hasn't he done? (laughs) He hasn't done the purple stuff yet, so. (laughs) well. Tonight's the night. Work on your imitation.
1: (laughs) Gentlemen, gentlemen, please, I do so want to be friendly. Would you like a Tom and Jerry? I, I made them myself. What are they made of? A couple of fellas named Tom and Jerry.
0: <laughs> Number two.
1: This Christmas, Santa's <laughs> going to make everyone happy. <laughs> the grown-ups. And the kids. Christmas Evil. The non-believers. Watch out! And the screamers. Ah! And this Christmas, you better believe in Santa, or he'll slay you. Merry Christmas, Frank! Christmas Evil, the night he dropped in.
2: My first pick is Harry, the killer Santa Claus, from the 1980 horror movie Christmas Evil. Oh, you're kicking it off big. Pretty sure it's come up on the show before, maybe on Patreon, I'm not really sure. But how could we do a show about Santas and not bring up this one? Oh, totally. And it's about this schlubby guy named Harry, who is this Christmas-loving wreck. He works in a toy factory. He spends his free time spying on the neighborhood kids to see if they're being naughty or nice. But as we learn in a flashback at the beginning of the film, there's a reason why he's so fucked up, Jay. Oh, yeah. This is so amazing (laughs) to me. Like, oh, my God. So as a kid, he saw Santa Claus, which was his dad in the Santa Claus suit, but he didn't know that. Or was it? Well, I mean, it <laughs> fucking was, and this guy in the Santa suit is performing cunnilingus on his mother. I think you have to assume that, also. No. No, um, yeah, I mean, we're getting pretty close to those well, frickin' Randy Quaid lip-smacking sounds in that scene, Jay. Well, I mean, there's also the possibility that... He's on his knees with his face in her crotch. What the hell else could he, he have, have been doing? Maybe he was trying to fix part of her dress that got caught on the fireplace. Well, I think she was <laughs> catching some shrapnel because she was into it. <laughs> Pretty shocking scene for nineteen eighty. I mean, it's pretty shocking now. You very rarely see that kind of stuff. We're still a little bit prudish in that respect. Well,
3: but and you're saying that but but truthfully, they do skirt around.
2: There's no actual explicit detail that you see. So You're right. There's no nudity per se, but you'd still freaking Santa Claus on his knees with his nose and his mother's crotch there. So I mean But that's
3: what... that's what I'm saying. I think it's a testament on how like you don't need to actually go to the lengths that they go to now to make it
2: seem so creepy. Like, it was overly creepy, and they showed nothing. If it was done today, they would actually shove a camera up inside it. And <laughs> you have to like, you, where we'd see, like, the fucking Santa, like, going in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a plane. <laughs> so, anyway... Needless to say, this fucks up the little boy, and he grows up to be. A mad I like how man. you opted
3: for plain rather than
2: Santa's sleigh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Damn it!
2: <laughs> so Harry grows up all fucked up. Um, have you ever seen like a TV commercial for cold medicine, where a guy wakes up all congested with like the dark circles and the rosy cheeks and shit, that's basically Harry. He's like just throughout the whole film yeah right right he's a mass and he becomes a bigger mass as time goes on that's a really really spot-on description of this guy i'm glad you think so
3: it really is because if, if people remember those commercials like yeah like the guy with the stuffy he nose he's all congested yeah that's yeah, like, that guy yeah. like and
2: like it's to see it's like the fucking newscasters from batman when they can't use the makeup <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> So it's that situation, and as the movie progresses, he increasingly loses his grip on reality, and he decides to
1: become Santa Claus. But now, I want you to remember to stay good boys and girls. Now, if you do this, I'll make sure you get good presents from me every year. <laughs> But if you're bad boys and girls, your name goes in the bad boys and girls book. And I'll bring you something horrible. As
2: Santa Claus, Harry is judge, jury, and executioner. If someone acts badly, he kills them. Why not? If they're being bad, right? (laughs) Yep, yeah. If I recall he doesn't actually murder any kids but he does get some of the adults and there's some like actual big time gore in the movie. Yeah. Not a lot of it but that actually makes it more effective.
3: And he's trotting around New Jersey in his Christmas van.
2: I forgot that this was set in Jersey. Yeah. Yes, they don't yes. they
3: don't say it but like 90% of the movie is filmed in Jersey but I want that van like a Hot Wheels version but not like a custom I want yep. an actual
2: Hot Wheels Christmas van from Christmas Evil. Now that I think about it, this uh, this movie came out in 80, which means it was shot in the late 70s. That's when, like, the cool thing was to have those vans, right? Like, every oh fucking God. kid had those one. Those vans are awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we have to talk about the ending. Okay. I have to confess, a few years ago, someone got me to believe that the ending was actually a dream sequence. I rewatched the movie last night. It's definitely not. This nah. is actually what it's, happens.
3: It's what happens, yeah.
2: So at the end of the movie, Harry had killed a few people and the townsfolk are chasing him down. It's it's almost like Frankenstein, fucking Boris. Like, they're you know, they got the torches and shit. Yes. So he hops into the Santa van that you just mentioned and he's driving away and he like drives off a cliff and you think he's gonna plunge to his death. And instead the van just magically starts flying through the air like Santa's sleigh. And that's how the movie ends. Christmas magic. It's Christmas magic, and they do subtly set that up. If you remember, there's a scene early in the movie before Harry goes full on evil, where the neighborhood kids ask him what he wants for Christmas. He's like, I want magical Christmas powers or something like yeah, that. Yep. So he gets them, but it's a total like fucking twist because this is not a supernatural movie, <laughs> Yeah. but this ending is like a big part of why people are still talking about it 40 years later. This scene is what puts this movie to that next level right it would have been a a totally competent good thriller but with this it is the single greatest movie that has ever been made yes totally
3: (laughs) so all right i got a couple things sure
2: i think this is just going to be the christmas (laughs) evil show at this rate
3: (laughs) (laughs) well yeah i'm such a big fan of this movie what's important that you didn't mention and not a lot of people mention is that someone is in this movie that goes uncredited and i want to see if you
2: know who it is it's the mom from home improvement no well no. she oh wait she does get credited tom turkey <gasps> tom turkey is in this movie holy shit i can't believe the mom from home improvement and tom turkey are in one movie <laughs> but like come on really you're right he is like there's there he's, are scenes
3: with he's tom he's in it for po- like
2: 7 minutes <laughs> yeah.
1: I have something for you. I have
3: superlative
0: taste.
3: It is. I have to say, it's a cautionary tale more than anything. He's kind of telling you that cosplaying as Santa will scar your kids, so be careful.
2: Right, and it's like it's actually. If you're actually a dad,
3: like, don't just go Santaing around the house with mom.
2: Let's be real. Like, if this was you. As a, let's say, seven-year-old boy, and yeah. you saw this unfold in the living room, yeah. you would be pretty fucked up right now. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to get into that. No, no, you look at you. You, you want to choose the subject right now. I want to talk about again. how I'm wearing a Christmas
3: Evil Cavity color shirt right now, and it's one of two because I bought duplicates because I forgot I had it already.
2: This cracks me up because you historically always try to match outfits to what you're doing. Like we went to go see Ghostbusters and you were fucking head to fucking toe. Ghostbusters hat, an overshirt, a t-shirt, pants, the fucking pink slime Sucks. shoes. But it's cracking me up that you actually outfit matched your podcast Yeah, no record. one can see me. Yeah, yeah. You're in a freaking little cave right now. Amazing. I applaud you. Uh,
1: thank you. Don't. Don't come any closer.
0: Number 3 it was a bit before Christmas, and all through the house, nothing was stirring, not even a... I ran to the kitchen, what could it be? Christmas Crunch from the cabin to me!
1: This Crunch is special to make breakfast merry. It's loaded with yummy red and green Crunch Berries. Very sweet. Delicious. But it's only here till Christmas. Christmas Crunch is a very merry part of this balanced breakfast. Great. You can get one of four Jolly Ornaments. It's Captain soggy. Cat banana Or ski. There's one in each specially marked box of Christmas Crunch.
3: All right, Matt, next up for me, something that is definitely in both of our wheelhouses, and this is Captain Crunch as Santa Claus. Big one here. You know I'm into it. Yeah, absolutely. And this goes way back to like 87, I think, 88 maybe? Yeah, I think it was 88 maybe. I don't know, something like that. So Christmas Crunch has been around for a long time, and that's where we see Captain Crunch dressed as Santa Claus. Every year, for a long time, they had a different box, so we were always looking forward to how he would look on the boxes.
2: Yeah, for the first few years, there was like that classic green box with him dressed as Santa, and then they started switching it up, but he would always be Santa. Right, and in contrast, just to kind of bring it to the
3: present for a minute, there's a Christmas sweater box that's out this year, and he's just regular Captain Crunch, so... You could look back at all these years and, and see him really fully Santa Claus. And, and Why
2: did they stop doing this? Yeah, like, Why is he why, not dressed it, as Santa anymore?
3: It doesn't make sense, but I feel like I might know why, and that's because when he is dressed as Santa, you can go back and look at these photos, and he really does just look like Santa, just like a generic guy as Santa. You don't know, unless it says Captain Crunch, you don't know it's Captain.
2: Uh, that's uh, No, no. You know it's fucking Captain Crunch. <laughs> because he's, he's on the
3: Captain Crunch
2: He's box. on the Captain Crunch but box, that's the only he's
3: hovering he over know. a
2: bowl of fucking Captain Crunch cereal. I mean,
3: Yo, it's, it's not he, a big leap. If you were in a movie that incorporated 2D cartoons and you, yeah, and he came up to you as Santa, and he didn't say anything, you might think that that's just a cartoon of Santa. Look, he's a portly, gray-haired man. <laughs> well, you, sure, There are some similarities. So Christmas crunch was a big deal because you would get the red and green crunch berries and shapes that were like Christmas trees and stars. So that was a big selling point. But I know something that you're going to want to get into is the stuff that they
2: used to throw into the box. They used to put weird stuff into the box. Okay. Yeah, (laughs) they sure did. Can I throw you an example? Yes, please. So 1995, Christmas Crunch came with little packets of holiday frosting, which was literally a tube of like (laughs) vanilla cake frosting (laughs) that you're supposed to like squeeze onto the cereal.
3: Yeah. It was like one of those like water chub things that you would get in the
2: 25 cent machines. A couple of different cereals have tried this over the years and it's always a little weird like just pouring cake frosting yeah. over your cereal in a milk bowl like it's just odd yeah and then they had jingle bell rocks
3: which were like these little tiny meteors that you would dump into the cereal and it would change the color of the milk to red which, would, <laughs> which is I, a little I, gory it, you know, yeah it was, it, but it's weird because with the halloween crunch They do that with the green color and they don't, you don't need to put rocks in it. So I never really got that.
2: Right. So now they just imbue the actual pieces with little specks of dye. But back then you got these pouches of pellets.
3: Yes. Christmas crunch was fun. And of course you got to see Captain as Santa Claus. They would have promotions like holiday ornaments and uh, money off of Christmas DVDs, holiday postcards and stuff like that.
2: The money off the holiday DVDs is probably the weakest serial premium you can come up with. I hate so, that shit. Yeah. Like, why not just put... buy this box and you, you can get $2 off your next purchase of Rudolph the Red... Fuck you. <laughs> put something I can play with in this fucking box. Or just slip a DVD in. You don't need to put the whole case. Just yeah, give yeah, me an envelope. cheap enough now. Jesus
3: Christ. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, in 1996... Yeah. There's this box. I think the weirdest... Christmas crunch box ever.
2: Christmas Crunch 1996. Yes. Let me know
3: let me know what you think of this. Let me see if I can find it.
2: Yeah. Is this the one that looks like a gift? Yes. Yeah, that's a that's definitely an oddball. I don't hate it though.
3: You don't hate I don't hate it, but it's an oddball one. I mean he's definitely dressed up as Santa.
2: Right. So what they did on this box uh is basically turn it into a white gift box with like a green bow graphic. It was the biggest departure I think they've ever taken. You just are not a big fan of white space is what I found. And, you know, you're looking at all this white space and thinking, where's the color? Now, if they want to put it on a black box, i love it. (laughs) Of course. That's the coolest shit ever. Um... Can we talk about the original commercial? Because let me know if you agree. For me, that original commercial, the one where he comes down the chimney dressed as Santa Claus, yeah. as a kid, that was as big as like the Hershey's Kisses Bells commercial. Oh, it was huge. So you mentioned how these days they do these holiday shapes. Yeah. I actually preferred it when they were just red and green crunch berries. That's how they originally were. And yeah. I love the idea of there being like Christmas specific. Crunchberry bushes in Captain Crunchland.
3: Yes. I love that too, yeah.
2: I hate that they dropped that, but I just recently discovered there is this smart food popcorn out this oh, year called
3: Oh yes. The
2: Merry Berry Popcorn mix. It's a team up with Captain Crunch. Right. And the bags actually include the original ball shaped red and green Crunchberries. Oh, so there is no blue in there, huh? no there's no blue it's just red and green okay wow So it's essentially like your only way to kind of recreate the original 1987 88 christmas crunch so you buy the fucking popcorn you pull out all the crunch berries and you put it into a bowl captain crunch boom (laughs) (laughs) you're right though that's the only way you could do it yeah totally
3: there Mm -hmm. you go Mm mm-hmm
1: we had just finished trimming the tree, and something weird was
3: coming
0: from the kitchen. What's a tree doing in here? Just one of the new shapes for my Christmas Crunch cereal. Captain Crunch? Christmas Crunch has six crunchy new shapes, like bikes, trains, stars.
1: We'll never do
0: it. Even Christmas trees! You did it. Then I add my holiday berry flavor, and you've got a crunchy, fruity part of a balanced breakfast. Mm. That's three down, only 59 million to go. Number four.
1: I think they need help, Packy. Are you okay? I think so. Where am I? You're
0: in Packland.
1: Packland? That's funny. I've been all over the world and I don't remember hearing of Packland. Oh my! Speaking of world, I must be way behind schedule. I've got to get cracking. My second pick
2: is the Santa Claus from Christmas Comes to pac <laughs> Okay. <laughs> this is the 1982 primetime TV special spun from the Saturday morning Pac-Man cartoon series. It was something. It's wild to think that in its day, this was presented as a major television event. It was like a Charlie Brown Christmas.
3: It was. I think the country was just not only obsessed with Pac-Man, but like Atari and those kinds of style of video games.
2: Right. But like what I'm getting at is that while you have ready access to a Charlie Brown Christmas now, if you want to watch Christmas Comes to Pac-Land, you have to dig through fifty pages on Daily Motion. <laughs> Daily Motion. Yeah, it's like it's fucking horrible. It's like <laughs> yeah. it's so hard to find this thing.
3: The Internet Archive. Yeah, I had to luck. like go on yeah. page
2: five hundred and twenty-six of the Internet Archive yeah. <laughs> to find like a it's a three twenty pixel width video. But the quick summary here is that Pac-Man and his very extended family live on what I guess is an alien world called Pac-Land. And everything there is shaped like a ball, including the cats and dogs, Jay. Yes, and the cops. Yes, and the cops. (laughs) And the ghosts are there too, of course, doing spiteful ghost things, all well and good. But in this TV special, Santa Claus and his reindeer somehow crash into Pac-Land. And it's up to Pac-Man to save
1: Christmas. Oh dear, the world's counting on me. I've never missed a Christmas yet. Gosh, this is awful, Packy! Oh, well, don't worry, Santa. We'll save Christmas for you.
3: I have to say, I watched it as a kid, but I
2: didn't remember any of it. Well, I mean, it's not very memorable. (laughs) But so what happens is that Santa is explaining what Christmas is and yada, 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 and how he's totally fucked because he's not going to be able to deliver these toys, Everyone just takes this cockamamie story at face value, and they decide to help Santa Claus. So you got Pac-Man going out to find the lost toys. Ms. Pac-Man is nursing his reindeer back to health. There's just incredible amounts of effort coming from the Pac-Family to help (laughs) Santa.
3: Speaking of the Pac-Family, Pac-Baby... People thought Grogu was cute. How impossibly cute is Pac-Baby? The cutest thing, maybe, of all time.
1: Pac-Baby?
2: <laughs> yeah, he is just the shit, Jay. He is the fucking shit. I'm telling you. I love Pac-Baby. So, anyway, where was I? Well, you were saying about, you know,
3: Santa Crash Lands. and But the thing is, of course, they don't know who Santa Claus is. Like, they think he's an alien. Well,
2: they don't think he is an alien. He, he is He's yeah. fucking human and he landed in this place where everyone shit like a kickball. <laughs> the luck on Santa Claus to land at the one place in this alien world where the people are like, okay, I believe you, let's help you out. Like, could you imagine if a fucking alien came, landed in your house and told you this story? i would be more scared
3: if i was santa because they're all eating each other like you could just get
2: eaten yeah i gotta say santa did just like kind of go with the flow like yeah. he's in this very strange place where a lot of up shit is happening yeah like, whatever. I, got, I got a fucking job to do yeah like they're flying into each other's mouths yeah that said <laughs> the santa from this cartoon tell me if you agree he's kind of a pissy ingrate yeah he wasn't the most pleasant but i mean his whole night got derailed You've got this army of pack people doing everything they can to save a holiday that they don't even celebrate and didn't even know existed until like 10 minutes prior. And Santa's like, oh, thanks for the effort, Pac-Man, but there just isn't time. Christmas is ruined. And it's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, like, it's not their fault that you fucking crashed Santa. <laughs> oh,
1: There must be some way, Santa. Thanks for trying, Pac-Man. But even if my reindeer were jet-prepared, I couldn't make it in time. They
3: all banded together to try to help, like you said. It's all about these power pellets to get energized.
2: Oh my God. Everything. The power pellets. So here's an ending that would not fly by 2021 standards. So Santa is ready to take off, but again, because he's a pissy fucking Santa in this episode, he's (laughs) like, I'm never going to make it in time. So what Pac Man does is he force feeds essentially the reindeer these power pellets to energize them right it, which it, is like akin to injecting horses with steroids before the big race jay i'm like it, i've it never is. seen a more covert pro-drug message in any other cartoon yeah it could be construed as drugs in eight ball well, I mean, that's the effects are very similar yeah, to cocaine, yeah, yes. yes. Yeah. Here, reindeer, you're a little sluggish. Go go eat some power pellets.
3: You have, like, eight hours of present delivery on you. Yeah,
2: here. yeah. Well, I, I guess it worked, because Santa blessed Pac-Man's house with a magical Christmas tree and presents for everyone, including the ghosts. It's a super happy ending.
3: That's what I was thinking. I'm like, all right, you know that these Christmas specials get real schmaltzy. They always give, like, presents to the bad guys. That's always happening. Or somehow, at the end... You're supposed to think, well, these bad guys aren't so bad. To me, that's way overboard. These guys are bad. They, they're they bad monster ghosts, and they should not be getting gifts. And I don't condone that at all.
2: Here's the thing, though. <laughs> the ghosts did allow Pac-Man safe passage to get the power pellets to feed the reindeer. That's true. That's so, true. They, so they they, them- they they did a good deed. Whether that undoes all of their other bad deeds, <laughs> I leave that up to the fucking jury. <laughs> Do they get to choose their (laughs) jury? Yes. (laughs) Super Mario. (laughs) Alex Kidd. (laughs) Oh, man. Alex Kidd. (laughs) Boy. Anyway, this is a fun little episode if you can find it. It's worth adding to your holiday watch list. Yep. And
3: it's all worth it for Pac-Baby.
2: Pac-Baby for life.
0: Inky?
1: Pinky, Winky? Clyde? Sue? Why, I... I don't know what to say. How about thank you? Thank you. Ah, don't thank us. Thank Santa Claus. Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good chum.
0: number five just see those sleigh bells jingling ring jingling ring jingling jingling come on it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you
3: Matt, you know when people say, uh, oh, he's back on his bullshit again? Well, I'm back on my blow mold bullshit again. Mm-hmm.
2: You need use blow molds.
3: My next pick is the Santa Claus head blow mold by Empire, who was uh, a maker of Christmas blow molds and holiday blow molds.
2: Yeah, they're like the, the gold standard. Like the ones that go for a lot of money are almost always by Empire. Yeah, I and mean, it's
3: just the Santa Claus head, and it's about 36 inches tall. And the reason why I'm picking it is because it was so iconic in my neighborhood growing up that it wasn't just one that you would see once in a while. It was literally scattered all over my neighborhood. People would always have it above their garage. It's just like a lit up Santa Claus head and he's but got... it's
2: obscenely large. Oh it's like, huge. I, I know yeah. like when you say thirty-six inches, people might like get an image on their head, but like it's a fucking three-foot Santa head. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's so <laughs> big. Like the scene in Pee-Wee's Big Adventure in the the fucking magic shop when he hands him the giant head. Like yeah. it's that big.
3: It's, yeah, it's huge. So when you're driving by as a kid It's probably bigger than you or whatever, you know. (laughs) It's so big. Yeah. So it was always one of my favorites, but this was one that we didn't actually have. So I always admired it as we were driving around the neighborhood looking at all the Christmas lights. So it's like a beacon of Christmas for me.
2: I am amazed hearing that you didn't have one, that you never bought one. Because, I mean, I've known you for several years (laughs) now, and there is nothing that you've ever seen or thought of that you do not buy for yourself. (laughs)
3: Well, I try to cool it sometimes. i like, all right, what am I going to do with this? Well,
2: I mean, in your defense, the fucking thing, if you want a good one, yeah. it's like oh, a lot of money. That's what
3: I was going to mention is that you're right. They're going for tons of money. You could sometimes get one like at a flea market for cheap. But on eBay, there's one for eight seventy five with almost $100 shipping. And then on Etsy, there's one for
2: $999.95. In reality, the ones that actually sell- you could probably get a one in great condition for like 120 if you look hard enough. But, yeah, most people are listing them for hundreds.
3: Yeah, hundreds of dollars. And you're right, though. You have to get one in, in mint. Well, try to get one as close to mint as possible because you got to remember. The might, nose, baby. The, that uh,
2: nose will be fucking crushed if you don't get one in good condition.
3: He's got the three red dots. So there's a red dot on his nose and one on each of his cheeks to yep. to symbolize how cold it is
2: outside. Yep. He's outside. No one brings him in. So he can't warm up ever. He can't even fucking rub his face to get warm. He doesn't have hands.
3: <laughs> so,
2: and you're right, because if you look at most of the ones on eBay, and yeah. like most of the ones on eBay are kind of garbagey. Right. They have the rosy cheeks and the nose are all like kind of worn off. And that's the thing, because when you light it up, it's a totally different story. It may look good
3: if it's not illuminated. And I'm an expert on exterior illumination. I know you are. I know it. <laughs> You see this in a lot of various like random TV shows and movies. Oh yeah. Unrelated. I was watching an episode of Night Rider <laughs> and it's in the background.
2: <laughs> you're watching unrelated. You're watching an episode of Night Rider. I love the I just you're so fucking busying that you find time to watch like sitcom reruns from 1912. Like, it's just incredible to me. Like who are you? <laughs> i was just watching night rider i caught this this santa blow mold back there so that means that not only were you watching it you were watching it intently yes you can't even claim that it was like background noise you fucking caught a blow mold in the background <laughs>
1: Christmas is near, and I am delighted that so many good boys and girls are calling my special number to hear my exciting Christmas stories. There's a new story every day, and you'll receive a free gift from Santa and me for calling. Christmas is a magic time for us all. Call me, and we'll share the magic together. Call 1-900-909-8888. Each call costs $2 for the first minute and 45 cents for each extra minute. Be sure that your parents give you permission. Christmas is near, and so am I.
2: So there were a lot of Santa-themed hotlines in the 80s and 90s. We could do an entire show just on Santa Hotlines, Jay.
3: I don't know anyone in my life. Like, obviously, you know a lot of shit, especially vintage, retro, that kind of thing. But Mm. I don't know anyone who knows more about
2: these fucking 900 numbers than you. (laughs) (laughs) It's my secret passion. What can I say? (laughs) Dial (laughs) 1-900-909-RAPS. (laughs) Anyway, these Santa hotlines, you'd imagine that they'd be pretty straightforward given the natural allure of having a direct line to Santa Claus, but in practice, they were almost always incredibly weird. Very weird, absolutely. And the one I've picked tonight is just probably the weirdest of them all. From 1988, let's now talk about Santa's Christmas Tales hotline. All right. This was advertised in what's secretly one of the most upsetting TV commercials I've ever seen. It is staged from Santa's workshop, which looks suspiciously like a studio apartment in a suburb. Yes. And yeah, it's like, it, it's like, there's, that's not even close to what Santa's freaking workshop <laughs> would look like. But you got Santa Claus, you got Mrs. Claus, you got an elf or two, and they're telling the kids to call to hear their exciting Christmas stories. This sounds normal so far, right? No. Yeah normal enough yeah but if you really investigate this tv spot it is you tell me if you agree with this it is like someone beat up santa claus stole his outfit and then forced his family to take part in this criminal hotline scam mrs
3: claus seems like she was reciting the lines at gunpoint and her life depended on it
2: yes yes a hundred (laughs) thousand percent so let's start with santa claus who appears to be bald He is very clearly wearing suit padding and he just generally comes off like someone you should never, ever listen to. Right.
1: And I am delighted that so many good boys and girls are calling my special number to hear my exciting Christmas
3: stories. Listen, this makeup job was... It was either way too extreme or like maybe they actually put a lot of time and effort into it, but it came off as creepy. It was like his face was shellacked.
2: Yeah, yeah, I don't know what the fuck was going on there. But the real tell, as you alluded to, was Mrs. Claus, who follows the script but is very clearly in distress. Oh my God, I could not believe that. I watched her line like
3: 15 times. There's a new story
1: every day, and you'll receive a free gift from Santa and me for calling.
2: There's a new story every day. You get a free gift from Santa and me for calling. <laughs> Like you look at that woman, you tell me that she is not trying to get across to viewers that she has been abducted and is doing this against her will. It was out of control. It's crazy. And then in the final moment, the camera zooms practically up Santa's nose for him to deliver the final pitch. Christmas is near and so am I. It was like a Freddy Krueger threat. Yeah. I started my side with Christmas Evil, but this is a way (laughs) scarier Santa Claus than Harry. You could have just written
3: a treatment for a major Hollywood studio because we've seen a lot of Christmas horror movies, but none about this creepy ass Santa.
2: People are listening to us and a lot of them haven't seen this commercial and they're probably thinking like, oh, hyperbole. hyperbole." No, 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 it's creepy. The thing that I'm like really stuck on is that it's so creepy that you imagine the people behind the commercial when they saw the final edit, did they really not realize that this was like not what it should be?
1: Christmas is near and so am
3: I. The principle of the entire thing in general is just like how terrible to rip off kids like that because you're telling kids they're going to pay five, six, seven dollars to talk to Santa. You just need to write a letter. You don't need to go and do this
2: scam. It's definitely exploitative, especially because, like, they're promising this free gift, which I'm sure you only heard about in, like, minute 16. And I'm sure it was, like, one of those little fuzzle things that had, like, the sticky asses. And, and you only know that because you probably got it. <laughs> I, I, I swear I'm not speaking
3: from experience.
2: <laughs> anyway, that was my third pick, the covert villain Santa from the 1988 Hotline commercial. <laughs> I really want to know what kind of stories
3: that guy was telling. Can you imagine?
0: <laughs>
2: Thanks for calling.
3: Let me tell you about this dress that my wife was wearing
2: last <laughs> time. I was examining it very closely. <laughs> Let me tell you about the time Mrs. Claus got out of line.
1: Christmas is a magic time for us all. Call me and we'll share the magic together. Oh <laughs> what?
0: Number seven.
1: What's that? Oh, hello, darlings. That's a Christmas present for your father. Don't tell us it came from Santa Claus. And why not? Because Mr. Thompson next door said there is no such thing as Santa Claus. What? That neighbor of ours isn't very neighborly telling the children that. Remember, children... It was old Thompson told you there weren't any witches on Halloween. And we produced a beautiful witch for you, Aunt Sin. But she was a relative. Oh, well, well that doesn't matter. If a witch can come, so can Santa. You mean he's going to be here tonight? With all his lovely reindeer. Donner and Blitzen. Uh, darling, what are the names of those reindeer?
3: Wink and blink and nod? <laughs> My next pick, Matt is morticia claus and that might be a little misleading it's christmas with the adams family but morticia claus is one of the main things that i want to talk about mc baby mm-hmm so we're going to go back to christmas eve 1965 when this episode of the adams family aired and i'm a huge adams family fan but i did really love this old tv show on like reruns and stuff i used to tape them off tv when i was a kid And this was one that I used to make it a point to watch every year as a kid. I really enjoyed this episode.
2: It's so good. It
3: is really good. It's fun to watch. And the premise is that a neighbor tells Wednesday and Pugsley that there's no Santa Claus. So, like, all the adults want to make sure that they have a good Christmas and they continue to believe in Santa. So all of them start dressing as Santa. And Fester is first.
1: Uncle Fester, do you believe in Santa Claus? Well, of course. You kids are talking like children.
3: And then the rest of them say, oh, geez, we got to dress up as Santa. We got to prove he's real. So you've got Gomez dressing up and Lurch, and, and there's a lot of hilarity that ensues. Cousin It. Yeah. dresses as santa and of
2: course they're not communicating with each other so they're going to visit the kids and then the kids get visited by the next one and they're just keep getting the same gift same over gift and over again
3: yeah. they're getting multiples of the same gift and then bless the kids because eventually they're just like well maybe we should give some of these up like they even thought the right thing you know i know that was sweet <laughs> it was it was nice so i was legitimately cracking up and i've seen that episode like a thousand times
2: I have a confession. This was the first full episode of the original Adam's oh, Family. Re- that I've, No yeah. shit, really? Well, you know, it never occurred to me that I've never seen it until I was watching this. I'm like, wow, I don't know these characters. So yeah. you popped my cherry, and I'm glad you did. Oh, that's awesome. I'm not blowing smoke. I actually am going to start watching this show because of this episode.
3: Yeah, because uh, the reason why I think you liked it is because
2: I feel like the jokes still land. It did hit me that it does not feel dated yeah it it
3: really didn't it it was good like if you made
2: the same show today and you know it was you were trying to keep it family friendly of course it would essentially be this exact same thing
3: yeah and one of the things i was going to bring up was the fact that i think a lot of people in our circles if they're younger than us which is like what 97 percent of the people we know yeah um they they look at it like it's black and white i'm not watching it just get over it because this is just a fun show and especially this one for christmas it really it works it feels yeah. uh, it feels very christmasy
2: well number one i'm with you people who are uh, anti-black and white need to fucking get over themselves <laughs> and number two that's the thing like i'm watching this and as i understand it this was just a normal episode of the adams family that happened to be set at christmas but it really does feel like a christmas special for you
0: no thank you for santa
1: you sure have grown
0: but a personal
3: anecdote this year for a work halloween costume contest i dressed up as lurch and uh my whole crew dressed up as the rest of the adams family
2: and we won the contest all right I'm supposed to be one of your good friends. How is this in fucking late December the first I'm hearing about you and a troop of people from work dressing as the Adams family to not only participate in but actually win a costume contest? What the fuck's going on with us, Jay? What are we Abbott and Costello? We hate each other when we're not recording? Jesus fucking Christ. I want to know when you're winning costume contests. And why is it this on Instagram? We didn't get the results.
3: But like, well, what was the prize? What did you get? We, oh, I don't even want to say it because it's not something I could take part in. It must be edible then. It's a pizza party. I'm oh like, my God. Are you God. serious? That's what we win after putting all of our time and effort.
2: Wait, when you say pizza party, what do you mean? Like they're going to send a pizza to the office and you're all going to have lunch <laughs> together? Or are you going to like fucking pizza hut? <laughs> I'm curious. I don't know. I, I mean,
3: going to pizza hut would be way more of a treat than yeah, just yeah. getting, uh, oh, here, here, here's a pizza
2: i'm sorry i know this is an adams family section but i can't get over this i can't fucking believe this happened and i didn't know it until now (laughs) we even took the photos in front of charles
3: adams house the creator of the adams family you motherfucker
2: (laughs) that's it i you know what tomorrow i'm gonna go out there and i'm gonna do something cool and you're not gonna hear about it until a podcast five months from now
3: well how do i know it's cool until the adams family comes up a conversation somebody else
2: might say oh god we know you're a dork, but hold on. You know, I, I, I guess, in fairness, I never really gave you an in to bring this up. <laughs>
0: yeah. Hey, Jay, how's it going? Yeah, Do Justin anything Lash Adam's really? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, it's funny.
0: We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you
1: a Merry
3: Christmas. <laughs>
0: Number 8 Anyway, this year, I will take over Santa's workshop and force those good-for-nothing elves to make some real toys Behold! Ah! I call this Lord Zed Hypnospin. Any child who looks at this will become instantly brainwashed. I'll put one under every Christmas tree and at every stocking. The children of the world shall become my slaves, ready to do my evil bidding.
1: You know, Ed, this isn't such a bad idea. I can't like this thing! It's Santa! (laughs) You
0: mental marshmallow! Now, get to the North Pole and put those elves to work on my planet once! Rita, remind me never to hire any more of your relatives! Uh, Alright, Santa, next year you won't have to check your list, because all the world's children will be naughty, and won't that be nice for me?
2: Well, I can't believe that I can do this even on a show about Santa Clauses, but Jay, it is time, once again, for us to visit the mighty Morphin Power Rangers. It's Morphin Time! Oh
0: yeah!
2: <laughs> Season 3, Episode 16, I'm Dreaming of a White Ranger. Oh, thank you for bringing this into my life. Premiered in September of 95, and brother, this is not a fake pick. this is the real deal Santa Claus in this fucking episode. Yeah, it's legit. So I'm going to set it up. By season three, we were into the Lord Zed era of the show. And oh my God, Jay, just as an aside, I love Lord Zed. I'm with you. Oh God, if uh, anyone's not familiar, he's kind of like skinless Frank from Hellraiser, but with like a cool visor. Oh, he, and a great voice,
3: but so great—he's yeah. so extra. He really is. I mean,
2: just those exposed
3: brains really oh, get me. He's so fucking cool.
0: <laughs> Nothing
1: will interfere with my plans. Nothing. The children of the world shall be mine. I will control their little minds and take over their big world. So he and
2: Rita, who are, I guess are married or whatever. He said they got married a year ago, but it felt like centuries. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so yeah, they're a power couple, and they cook up this scheme to make Santa Claus deliver tainted toys to all the boys and girls, which will hypnotize them into becoming Lord Zed's sleeves. Yes. The age-old Christmas tale, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, even though Zed specifically states what his plan is, nothing can really prepare you for the hard cut straight into Santa's workshop in the middle of a Power Rangers episode yeah it's like they cut to him like it's no big deal like they're cutting the freaking Ernie at the juice bar It's like oh here's Santa Claus now I'm like what the fuck yeah no fanfare it's no just fanfare common de- common no thing. drum roll nothing just oh here's Santa in his workshop like it's no big thing <laughs>
1: number one not so good santa we're a little behind schedule oh you'll worry <laughs> too much we'll be done on time we always are
2: so the bad guys send rito rivolto who oh, i know you love. i love I'm like, Jay's going to love this pick just because he's going to get introduced to Rito.
1: Allow me to introduce myself. I am Rito Revolto. I know who you are and you've been a very naughty boy this year. Yeah, yeah, I'm heartbroken. Now zip it. I'm your new boss and you'll do what I
3: tell you. Rito is amazing.
2: Rito is Rita's skeleton brother. He basically looks like Trag from Ninja Turtles. Total moron, but he looks awesome. Yeah. Rito's there, he, like, fucking, like, runs roughshod over Santa and his elves. Zoran sends the rangers to take care of business, and they do. And they kind of do it easily. There's no, like, major monster in this episode. Right. So Christmas is saved, and Santa, who is really just, like, the classic Santa Claus in this episode, nothing too remarkable about him, except for the fact that he's in a fucking Power Rangers episode. He was played by a guy named Robert Von Fliss. And to show you how much of a classic Santa this guy was... His only other acting credits all had him playing Santa Claus. No way. He was Santa in The Mass Rider, in VR Troopers, and in some shit called J.J. in the Jet Plane, which I assume... J.J. in not... the Jet Plane! Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I assume you did not have a hand in that,
3: but... <laughs> Somebody at work used to call me J.J. in the Jet Plane. Really?
2: <laughs> yes. What the fuck is J.J. in the Jet it's Plane? It's like a cartoon from England, I think. Really? So some Brit that you imported to do some work? <laughs>
3: the thing about that santa like you said when you're trying out for a role such as santa or like let's say elvis yeah you have to be good at what you do and i think if i was the casting director i would say look look at this guy look at his resume
2: it's all santa he is santa claus like if there is a real santa claus it is fucking what's this guy's name robert von fliss
1: (laughs) christmas is saved thanks to you power rangers you know you've done a lot of good in your young
3: lives one thing i need to mention is that like in christmas in Packland*, when they give the ghosts the gifts then i was kind of getting pissed off at that so goldar gets a gift from rito yep and he says oh happy holidays you big
2: lug
0: in keeping with the holiday spirit i want you to have this
2: You're waiting for, like, the gag? There is none. Like, yeah, he actually but, just nicely yeah, gave him a present. Yeah, but you guys are heels, man. Stop. I <laughs> love that shit. You know, I grew up on I am not good, I am evil, skull. I, I was just
3: going to say, I hated that too. Uh, what? What? Yeah. You
2: hated that? We need the heels and the baby faces. This is an area where we definitely differ because I love that trope. I love it when the bad guys get all Christmas goofy.
3: <laughs> this episode... It's like the most Christmassy thing. And it's so much better than Alpha's Magical Christmas. Like by a long oh, no. shot.
2: Yeah, Alpha's Magical Christmas. I, I think I read the Power Rangers wiki. It was done by like they they hired some fucking scab workers to come up with an episode or something. But this is legit. Every year you have to watch this. That's how good it is. It's better than like
3: a Christmas story.
1: The holiday spirit isn't Ugh. something you can touch, taste, or even play with. It's something you feel inside. And it's the best- Sounds like the flu to me. And how, pray tell, do you get it? You get it by doing something nice. What? Without expecting something in return, out of the kindness of your heart. Well, that rules me out. I have no heart! I think if you look down deep enough, Hmm? you're bound to find a little goodness that you didn't even know was there. You really think so? Nah. All
3: right, our Santa show is in the bag or the sack. In the sack, yes. Hmm. So, how do you feel about things?
2: I'm really glad we did this. I had a lot of fun not just talking about Santa's, but getting acquainted with some Santa's that I had not met yet. I didn't know most of yours. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's not like every day I'm going to be looking up Boris Karloff radio bits from (laughs) the fucking early fucking last century. (laughs)
3: I agree and I think the strange thing was that at first glance you think oh Santa Claus obviously you think it's going to be something really easy to compile a list but in my case I kind of had a challenge and that's why I was like really digging deep to kind of come up with some weird things
2: yeah you had some deep cuts and I'm gonna go through them right now okay tonight you brought to the table Christmas Crunch cereal starring Santa Captain Crunch yes the three foot obscenely large santa head blow mold (laughs) from i think 1968 yeah you brought up boris Karloff playing santa on that radio bit yeah and the adams family from 1965 which by the way is the year that a charlie brown christmas debuted so lots of christmas coming out in 1965 very big year yeah okay let me take a look here the most me pick obviously is the christmas corn cereal but i am definitely gonna have to pick the adams family wow santa morticia there i'm glad it was really an eye-opener not just a great episode but such a great episode that now the next time we talk about the adams family i'm gonna be a fucking expert jay see look you made me watch power rangers and i'm making you watch the adams yeah really. <laughs> yeah i can't wait till i get to season three and rito revolto is like a yeah, beat up lurch
3: <laughs> the fact that we get to see morticia as santa claus i just love that
1: ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas! well if there are two lovely children waiting for old santa to arrive and here i am
2: I just loved Morticia, you know. She had a lot of uh, to live up to because I've obviously seen the movies, and I fucking love movie Morticia. So I wasn't really expecting to be that moved by the original, but wow, she is she's awesome, the best. Yeah, she's, she's I, so to, cool. Yeah,
3: to me, the absolute best thing about that show—it's just is incredible. Yeah. So, and I, I mean, your list was outstanding. Also, we had uh, Christmas Evil, nineteen eighty. It's hard to argue with that one. It's a classic. The Santa 900 number, which I will tell you, is going to be like a top contender. Very <laughs> weird, very strange, and has the potential to be a independent horror movie on Shutter. <laughs> oh
2: my god! Next week. so fucking does.
3: Yeah, <laughs> Christmas comes to Packland, and uh, the Santa from the Power Rangers episode. I'm dreaming of a white ranger.
1: Oh
0: man. This okay. is a tough one for it's you. It's tough, I yeah, yeah,
3: because I, w- I want to keep the Power Rangers. I'm dropping Pack Land, even though I love pac Baby.
2: Pack Land never had a chance, Jack. <laughs> never had a
3: chance. So Christmas Evil, it's it's always been like one of my favorite Christmas movies, but I'm actually gonna drop it because for me, it's between this 900 number and the Power Rangers episode.
2: So it, the question yeah. then becomes: Do you want the most classic Santa Claus ever? <laughs> (laughs) or the most dastardly santa claus ever (laughs) so all right
3: second runner-up is definitely the 900 number and number one for me is power rangers because that 900 number i'm telling you you've created a monster in more ways than one because people don't realize this is legitimately creepy
2: yeah when they see it they're gonna flip out and podcast is an audio thing obviously but guys when you go look this up and you know there'll probably be links somewhere that we post but It is just phenomenally creepy.
1: Christmas is near,
2: and so am I. So
3: the one thing I don't like about the Power Rangers episode, that elf, that girl elf with the fake voice? Mm Mm-hmm. Pain, such a pain.
1: Hey, do you know who you're messing with? You can't just come marching in here and push people around.
0: Oh, yes, I
2: can. They went through all this trouble to hire the greatest santa claus ever yeah. like they they practically pulled this fucker from the north pole yeah why are they giving all the workshop lines and screen time to the fucking elf yeah, and she has no charisma i'm sorry whoever she was she was not bringing the fire that night you know what i'm saying look i, I i'm not going to go that far i think she was charismatic but she's standing next to santa claus santa claus gets like two freaking words in this episode take this big sack with you it's
1: filled with special presents for all- all the kids at the party oh thanks santa they're really gonna appreciate this bye Santa. Bye, See ya. bye
3: anyway thank you guys so much for listening and we want to remind you we are on patreon patreon.com slash purple stuff yeah we have our monthly bonus show always a lot of fun there we just did a great one so it's
2: been a fun holiday season we enjoyed spending a bit
3: of it with you guys Total blast. Thank you guys so much. And thank you for listening to the Purple Stuff Podcast. I am Jay from Sludge Central. I am Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. Ho,
2: ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas.
0: Thank you for listening to the Purple Purple Stuff Podcast. (coughs)